Well, good morning, friends. Uh, thank you again for being with us this morning. Thanks to our, our worship crew leading us in that this morning. Appreciate you three so very much, man, leading us so faithfully each and every week. I, uh, I appreciate your heart. Daniel, you'll appreciate this story. Thanks, Raj. Um, we had a group of Pepperdine one time come through leading us in worship, and the guy was playing on the djembe, and he was worshiping so hard, he punched his hand straight through it. That's like the new litmus test for us, okay? It's not a good worship service unless somebody's hand goes through the djembe. Agreed? Come on, church. You want some excitement in here or not? All right, that might get expensive on multiple levels, right? That might cost us too much on multiple levels. But glad you're here, especially if it's your first time or your first time in a long time. Thanks for taking a chance and taking a risk on us at West Bowles. Hope you're enjoying and being encouraged by what you're seeing so far. Stop by the I'm New table, grab some information, grab a free gift. Everybody else, if you haven't already, stop by the Next Steps table. Lots of great resources, uh, more information about our Bible studies and our service groups, our volunteer options, really the heart and soul of this church. It's where you're going to develop friendships and uh, really, really grow in your faith. And I'm excited about this morning. We're continuing in our sermon series entitled Up. Uh, if you haven't been with us, uh, the Up sermon series is all based on a little passage we read in Exodus 19.20. Uh, read these words with me. And the Lord came down on Mount Sinai, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. And Moses went up. Now, if you're anything like me, chances are you'd probably just read right past this verse or just skip right over it on a normal occasion, right? There's nothing uh, overly dramatic about this verse, and it doesn't seem like it really applies to us. I mean, it almost sounds as if it happened thousands and thousands of years ago in a galaxy far, far away between two theatrical characters that we know very little about. And so you just kind of skip over it. But I hope that you're starting to see this verse is not just filled with random information. This verse is actually a radical invitation. See, it was up on that mountain where Moses um, developed a friendship with the maker of heaven and earth. It was up on that mountain where uh, Moses had a personal, powerful, profound experience and encounter with the living God. It was up on that mountain where Moses spent time with and spoke to and stood in the very presence of the one who rules over all things from beginning to end. I mean, it was up on that mountain that Moses saw God and felt God and came to know God. And that invitation, that invitation up, is not just some random invitation that we read in Exodus 19.20. It's the invitation now that all Christians have been given. In fact, that's the point of Christianity. Jesus didn't die on a cross and then ask a group of people to assemble in his name so they could simply kind of just show up, pay up, sign up, or clean their act up. Jesus died on the cross so that you, so you could go up. Because that relationship with the Father, it's the beginning and end of all relationships. And life, life now, as well as life eternal, it stems out of that relationship with the Father. And Jesus knew that. And Jesus wanted you to have that so badly. So Jesus was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes so you can go up and be with God again. What sin separated, Jesus saved. And so now we get to go up. Or we get to go in and we get to be with. I mean, the scripture uses all kinds of different analogies. Draw near. Enter his presence. Go to the throne. Sit at his feet. Dine at his table. I mean, pick whatever verse you want. It's the same invitation. Get to know God and be known by God. Spend time in his presence. Spend time worshiping him. Spend time sharing the things that are on your heart. Spend time confessing the things that are weighing you down. And what we're studying the last couple of weeks, spend time listening to him. Because when you're in his presence, when you're with God, he wants you to speak to him. But guess what? He also wants to speak to you. 
And I hope that you're starting to hear that still, small voice of God. Let me pray that over you, and then we'll dive into it this morning. God, thank you that you are such a good God as we've sung all morning long. Even if we're in the pit right now, even if we can't see straight, if the fog's so thick we can't even see our hand in front of us, God, you are the light, you are the way, you are the one who will help us to make it out of there, and you will use whatever pain or shame that we're in for our good. You'll redeem us, and you will resurrect us. I love that song. The resurrected king is resurrecting me. And so no matter where we are right now, God, would you resurrect us? Would you raise us up and help us to go up, be with you, see you, hear from you? You are the source of all that is good. So help us to connect ourselves to you now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, I'm not sure about you, but there, are, there have been certain times in my life where having a specific example was a lifesaver. Maybe it was a random piece of Ikea furniture I'm trying to put together, right? Maybe it was an art project, a science fair experiment. Uh, maybe it was some sort of um, kit you were trying to put together, and you had no clue what you were doing. And then all of a sudden, you saw an example. Oh, that's what you meant, right? Oh, that's, that's what you had in mind. That's what it's supposed to look like. Oops. So you kind of take it apart and, and do it right the second time. Uh, for example, helps, does it not? Well, the, the same thing is true in faith. So we've been talking a lot about hearing from God. And for some of us still, that's probably a rather random, kind of out there proposition. You're thinking, I'm just still not sure that's a possibility for me. I don't even know what that looks like. It's never happened before. And so what I want to try to do this morning is just give you a couple of more, a couple of examples, a couple more examples of what hearing from the Lord might look like. We want to incarnate it, right? That means just to put flesh on it. We want to put flesh on these truths and help you just see what it might look like and feel like in, in real day, uh, real everyday life. Make sense? All right, anyway, uh, I'm going to invite a good friend of mine, Eric, to come on up and help me to do just that. We're going to have a little conversation of sorts this morning. I'm going to give you this mic and I'm going to use the one I'm supposed to use. Good, Johnny. I took this off. So I wouldn't. Oh, hey, there we go. Okay. I took this off during baptisms, which was smart. I just forgot to put it back on. Anyway, okay. Uh, so we're going to have a little conversation this morning. Eric is a good friend. He's been at West Bowls now for a couple different years, and his family is great. They're super involved here. They've been blessing us in a lot of ways, um, from home builder stuff to some one on one life coaching things. Eric does a lot of great things around this church. So I wanted to have a conversation with him this morning because him and I have talked a lot about hearing from the Lord, uh, what it looks like and what it means to, to hear a message from heaven itself. And so I'm excited for him uh, to share some stories and some thoughts. Uh, I think you're going to be really encouraged by what you hear uh, this morning. So let me just throw it out at you. When you talk about hearing from the Lord and, uh, and receiving a message from heaven, what does that mean to you? How does that happen? What are some of the foundational truths you know, that, that kind of it requires for that to occur? Yeah, that's... Great question. And first, I just want to say I'm humbled and I'm grateful to be here. And, and man, I'm so blessed. We are so blessed to have a pastor that wants us to hear the voice of our God and wants to show us how to do that. How awesome is that, West Bowles, that we have, Thomas? Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, I think for me, uh, my foundations were backwards uh, for the majority of my life. And this example would have been a far different example. <laughs> it's mm. like, don't do this uh, a while back. And part of that was because I lived an outside-in life, uh, very performance-based uh, and driven by that performance. And so from that outside-in, my performance then decides who I am which decides how pleased other people are, how pleased my God is of me. Mm. Uh, I found that's pretty backwards, totally backwards. Mm. And before we start talking about what we do, really getting two questions before that right are, are imperative. The first one is, who is God? Mm. Uh, man, did I get that one wrong for so long. Uh, that voice that I would have called God for so long uh, said things like, Oh, Eric, you idiot. What are you doing? You're making a fool out of yourself. Or, uh, Eric, that's not enough. Or, Eric, that mistake's so big. I don't think you're going to overcome that one. And that's simply not who our God is. That is not who our God is. Our God is the one we sang about this morning. I mean, that, that preached better, I think, than any of us, or either of us can say uh, in that. What Christiana said was beautiful. Uh, we have a good father that's never going to let us down. And if we can get that part right, we can start to move outward um, to say then, who am I? Uh, not who I say I am. Who does God say I am? Because uh, those are drastically different things. When I hear that voice that I talked about earlier, uh, that, is not, uh, that doesn't lead me to courage. <laughs> that leads me to shame. That leads me to guilt. Uh, that leads me to inadequacy. Um, and that's simply not his message for me. His message for me and for you and for all of you is, I love you. You are loved. You are mine. Thomas talked about it a couple of sermons ago. You're mine. I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what I made when I made you. I have a plan and a purpose for your life. I'm always with you. I'm in you. And, uh, and that's what starts to really change then what it is that I do. All of a sudden... I feel loved and safe enough to climb mountains, to move mountains, to mm. speak words into people's lives, to, to do something that's uncomfortable or, or feels awkward because I feel like my dad's calling me into it. My heavenly daddy's calling me into it. And so that changes everything. Mm -hmm. So it's those questions. Is if you get those wrong, then what you're hearing is probably not going to be right not going to propel you into action. And so maybe before we even talk about hearing the voice of God, do you guys, do we understand who the God is that we're trying to hear from? If he's a disappointed deity who's like, are you kidding me again? You're not going to want to hear from that God, but you want to hear from your father. You want to hear those words, don't you? You want to hear them so badly. Tell them about the, the lie we were talking about on Friday. Just this great lie. One single lie, if we believe it, I mean, just, just sends everything else uh, in a very negative trajectory. What, what was that lie? Yeah. So a lot of us in this room have kids. And can you imagine anything worse than someone sneaking in and talking to your child and saying, you know what, your daddy doesn't love you. I can't imagine, I can't imagine, I'm just talking about it uh, makes me shake mm. uh, that somebody would come and, and tell my son that. And that's the smallest glimpse, that's the smallest glimpse of what our father must feel when our enemy comes in and says, you know what, he doesn't love you. That love... Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. It's in the Bible. I know it's there. Uh, are you sure that's for you? You've done some pretty bad things. Uh, you sure that's you? Mm. 
You think about it, if, you're, if my girls believed that I didn't care about them, everything else they, they would do would be, would be birthed out of that, wouldn't it? And then everything else I said, they wouldn't really hear, they wouldn't believe if they just believe one single lie. And I'm afraid that many of us in this room have believed that lie to be true as well. That God's love is very generic, it's not specific for you. That his plans and purposes are for others, not for you. That his forgiveness and mercy, it extends to others, it doesn't extend to you. You've got to personalize this stuff and believe that he's wanting to speak directly to you. And, that, and don't believe that lie. Because if you believe the lie, then, then everything else is just going to be sent haywire. So sad. Um, tell us some examples. So, so you've come to believe that God is not so much a boss. Uh, he's, not, he's not disappointed in you. He's a father who's pleased in you. And then, and then that has helped you to hear his voice. What does it sound like? What does that mean? How does God speak to you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, first, just in that, on that belief topic, we get an understanding of that when Jesus was talking about this is the work of God to believe, that that's the furthest from passive uh, that you can get. Sometimes that's the hardest thing we can do. Uh, you know, but God, uh, that was a really bad thing that I did. Or God, what about this experience? What about what this person did to me? And and he says, believe. I love you. Believe this. And mm -hmm. believing and receiving and living into his love changes everything. Mm -hmm. um, and the beautiful thing about him is he's our perfect dad that meets us right where we are. And so for me, I hear from God a lot uh, in journaling. Uh, my wife mentioned that on the video a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I also hear from him when I'm, when I'm exercising a <laughs> lot uh, and, and in worship. Uh, is when I tend to hear from him. And, and so really, it's about creating that margin, that margin for relationship with him, and then that margin on the backside to do what he's telling me to do. And busyness is, is, is our greatest uh, opposition when it comes to that. Um, and so that's hard to carve out times for both of those things. Yeah, we were talking before about some of the foundational truths. Like the Lord typically speaks to those he knows. There's a few examples in scripture where he speaks to a random person that's never uh, you know, believed in him before and didn't know anything about him. But more often than not, the, the times when God speaks, it's to those who he knows very well. In fact, the two people in scripture, if you think about it, who uh, hear from the Lord more than anybody else, it's Abraham and it's Moses, outside of Jesus. Those two people hear from the Lord more than anybody else. And, and both of those folks have this word attached to them at some point in scripture. It says, they were God's friend. Abraham was known as God's friend. Moses spoke to Jesus or spoke to God on the mountain as one speaks to a friend. And so it's not going to be random. I think some of us are expecting God to speak to us, but we don't, you don't, we don't know him. And so we got to get to know him. And then I think the conversation will happen a lot more naturally. Tell us about a few of the conversations you've had. Give us, give us the example yeah. of a, a moment where you heard really clearly the voice of the Lord and, and then you just kind of sent you on a on a crazy journey. Yeah. Uh, and it has been a progression. It's been, you know, kind of intermittent uh, and iterative over time how that's looked. Uh, and so I didn't start with the story that you've asked me to share. Mm -hmm. I started in the little things. Hey, Eric, there's somebody that needs, needs to be encouraged, whether it's a waitress, whether it's somebody uh, at the supermarket, or maybe it's me. Maybe it's, hey, Eric, remember, I love you, man. I love you. Um, but the story, which is neat, uh, when we get to see it play out, I call those, those little I love you Eric's, right? <laughs> because God lets me see further down than a lot of times we get to see. Sometimes we just have to act 
and trust. And, and that's no less great, but I'm grateful for these times. So there was a time a uh, year, little over a year ago that uh, I was spending time with God, and I heard, uh, I heard great clips. <laughs> that's right, great clips. So that store where you go and get your hair cut uh, is what I heard. And I, I knew it was different. I knew it was a different uh, voice. I knew that wasn't just some of the voices that sometimes Eric stirs up in his head. And so I paid attention to it. Uh, what made this even more unusual is uh, we had just moved back from Missouri where my wife and I worked at a boys ranch, was in, which was in the middle of nowhere. And so going to get a haircut was like an event. <laughs> so you just didn't do it. So I learned to cut my own hair. And so I had had my own haircut, uh, or my haircut professionally, maybe four times in the last seven years or so. One was my wedding. Um, but so... <laughs> hey, that's, that's four times more than I have in the last seven years, so... Uh, so, uh, so I appreciate that. You could have taken that at me. Yeah, you could have no, taken no, no, that no, no, at me, no, no. and you went. We only right. confess that's, our own sins. That's yeah, super that's humble. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, so, um, so I knew there was something different about this, and uh, I didn't have time for to do anything about it that day. But uh, maybe a week or so later, God brought it back to mind. And I did what every good Christian does. I looked it up on my phone and saw where the nearest great clips was. And here in town, just right here in town. Right, just okay. right here in town. I okay. went to the, the nearest one. Okay. And, and at this point, I'm exploring, right? I, I, God sometimes puts things on my heart, and I just get it wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, I hear something wrong. Or maybe I don't, but I don't get to see how it plays out. So, uh, so I find this place, and I go in, and there's two ladies there. There's, I'm the only customer. And uh, so I'm kind of looking at both of them thinking, you know, which one, God? Which one are you going to do it with? And uh, I'm changing the names a little bit because there's some personal aspects to this story. Uh, but one lady says, Amy will be cutting your hair today. So I go and I sit down with Amy. And, and for those of you that know me, it doesn't take long before we're diving straight off a cliff into deep talk. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, I'm hearing about her life. And she has her master's in social work. Uh, but because of difficult health issues and different things, she hasn't, uh, she hasn't been able to, to do those things that are on her heart. So she's, she has one child, and she's cutting hair, and she uh, has another job, too, that's kind of a bookkeeping, bookkeeping job. And uh, she starts to tell me about her history. And she grew up in Pueblo, and at the age of 14, her parents left. Uh, she, le she was the oldest of three, and her two siblings were pretty close to her. Uh, she took care of her siblings, and because they did so well, they were able to talk the people that would normally uh, report them to mm -hmm. social, social services yeah. uh, to not do that so that they wouldn't be split up. And... Uh, wow, this is, okay, God, I see you're kind of doing something here. And so I, I threw out a line. I said, you know, well, it sounds like God really had his hand on that, on you in that situation and protecting you. She's like, yeah. She's like, that's not even the half of it. Um, she said, you know, my, my dad upped and left when I was 14. I became pregnant for the first and only time when I was 14. And my dad upped and left at that time. You put those two things together. And I was like, and, uh, and that's when I felt, now's the time. And I said, Amy, 
This is going to sound crazy, but I, st- I told the story just like I told you, and I said, I believe God's brought me here in an impossible way for this place and time to say that he loved you and he was with you then, and he loved you and he's with you now. And she started to just profusely cry. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I'm crying with her, right? This is, this is amazing. This is amazing what's going on. And she still on. has sharp, sharp scissors right that's here, right? right? Is, that, is that how this ear got sh- Oh, no. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, don't, don't try this unless it's God. This is just dangerous <laughs> stuff. So, uh, so uh, when she kind of gathers herself again, she's like, man, that's not even all of it. Last week, I was diagnosed with a terminal illness. Uh, I've had a disease uh, since I was a child where I had to take shots, and these shots sometimes uh, create tumors. And there's a tumor, I found out, that's growing next to my pituitary gland that's inoperable, and it's going to grow, and eventually it's going to shut down my pituitary gland, and I'm going to die. I said, Amy, let's is it okay? Can we go in the back room and you can pretend like you're shampooing my hair (laughs) (laughs) and we'll just pray. Let's just pray. And so I did. And I, I prayed and I thanked God for bringing us together and that she was a daughter of the King. And I, and I prayed for healing in her life. And, um, and we came back to the, the chair and, I got the haircut that you would expect when you make your barber cry the whole time <laughs> and uh, got to the checkout line and God said, give her all the money in your wallet. She had had to pay out of pocket for these treatments that she was having to get to try and keep the, the tumor in check. And it was, a, it was a crazy amount. And so felt God prompted me to do that. So I did that. And then she just lost it, mm. just lost it in front of everybody. And such a, such a beautiful thing. So I, I go back a month later. And she's like, oh, Eric, that day changed my life. Mm. Um, I had strayed from God. I had strayed from the idea that I was loved by him. Um, And that changed everything. I went out that day and I talked to a friend that I knew I was the one to convince to go to rehab. And that night she went to rehab. Uh, The last time I went to the doctor, Eric, the shots that they said I would have to get monthly for the rest of my life, I didn't have to get. They, they were perplexed. Mm-hmm. And I was, praise God. Mm-hmm. Um, praise God. And uh, it's amazing how God gave me that far down the line mm-hmm. of, of really hearing how he acted. But, but the point is the abundance of it. When we act, how God abounds. It's not just happening between me and Amy. It's happening now in her circles. And God's starting to move in her circles and do these incredible things. And so it's so neat to be used in such a way that it sets it in motion. Mm. Isn't that such a great story, church? I love that. It's just awesome. He came by the, that next week, and he was so excited. He couldn't stop talking about it, man. It's like, you got to go to Great Clips. I'm like, Eric, listen, dude. If I walked pray, in, they would know pray. it's from the Lord. They would know it's from the Lord. But I mean, think about it, right? it, wasn't, it wasn't an essay that he gave you. It wasn't really even an audible word. It was just this, this thought, great clips, which seems kind of random. Uh, you didn't have a lot of information as to how this was going to work out, but you just kind of followed that, that prompting, that voice. Right? That's kind of how hearing from the Lord works. It truly is this still, small voice that, that something's just going to be put on your heart. We spoke to this last week. It's going to be speaking to your spirit. And, church, I want to encourage you. One of the ways you hear from the Lord more often is you, you heed what you think you're already hearing. You've got to act out on and just try and just do the things that you think he might be putting on your heart. Because what's, what's worst case scenario? What if it doesn't work out? 
he met a new person at Great Clips and he, he got a bad haircut and Melissa will have to fix it, right? But whatever. I mean, the worst case is not bad. But best case, I mean, God case is so life-giving. You with me? So you got to pick up on those, those, those single words that he might be giving to you. When you think about Peter being called out of the boat, Jesus didn't explain how it was all going to work out. Peter said, if it's you out there on the water, tell me to come to you. And Jesus gave him one word, didn't he? He said, come. He didn't say, all right, you're going to step out. The temperature is going to be about mid-60s or so. Just prepare yourself. Your sandals are going to get wet. The waves are going to increase a little bit. The guys are going to kind of sneer and make fun of you behind you. But, you know, he didn't, he didn't explain all the details. He just said, come. He just said, great clips. And then all of a sudden, somebody's life has changed. And all of a sudden, this entire church is being brought life because of Amy's story. You see how this works? We have to heed and just try. Uh, talk about how that's okay. Trying is okay. And God expects us to try and fail. That's not, that doesn't frustrate him. It doesn't disappoint him. Right, right. Yeah, I get the picture of, of a child, of a baby. Uh, you know, when our kids take their hand off that couch for the first time and take those three awkward steps and fall over, what do we do? We're like, woohoo, Yeah! <laughs> Uh, what do we do to ourselves? Success. Success. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do we do to ourselves sometimes? We're like, oh no, you are not much of a walker. This walking <laughs> thing is not for you. Honey, can we buy a bike or something? We've got to find a different mode of transportation for our child because walking is not his thing. Uh, that's yeah, not crazy. it. That's yeah. not it. And that's not how God views us. And baby steps never feel like baby steps to the baby, <laughs> right? <laughs> they never feel like baby steps. They feel like these giant leaps. And God probably sees us in that same way, right? And I want you to believe that about your father, that when you take a step of faith, when you just pray for somebody, when you spend a little bit more time in the word, when you go to great clips just randomly, that's kind of you taking your hand off the couch, trying to take a step or two closer, a step or two deeper. And the Lord is behind you being like, Woo, he's trying it. And then when you fall, he's not like, oh, are you serious? That's how we think he talks, isn't it? That's the voice of the accuser, not the voice of your father. Your father is so pleased with you. And so he's going to pick you right back up and say, let's try it again. I mean, go back to that Peter story yet again. The situation when he, when he does fall, he, he kind of takes a few steps and sinks. And the Lord's comments there are not those of rebuke. It's not saying, figure it out, Peter. You're an old man now. Come on. He was simply saying, you could have walked across the whole room. You could have gone across this whole lake. If you, if you would have believed me, man, we could, have, we could have walked on this water until the sun rose. Man, it would have been awesome. That's kind of the comments of the Father, you see? So again, it goes back to that point. Who's speaking to you? Is it a judge? Is it an angry cop? Is it, is it a mean, distant deity? Or is it your heavenly Father? Because that voice is going to sound so good, so affirming. And it's going to come in simple, small ways. Uh, final comments, anything else you'd want to say to this crew as we're thinking about hearing from the Lord, spending time with them on the mountain, what else? Yeah, well, two things stick out. I think first, um, it's about trusting the results to God, uh, that those Amy stories will happen sometimes, but by and large, it's going to be, uh, do this, Eric, do this, and it might just be an encouraging word to somebody that might be received well, might not be received well. But the point is, is that I've been obedient. And how many stories do you hear about people that say, man, this random person came up to me in the mall. <laughs> I had no idea what they were talking about, but they were talking about Jesus or encouraging me. And I didn't think much of it until the next day, somebody else did the same thing. And then that next day, my neighbor invited me to church. And, 
and you know what? Now, now Jesus has changed my life. Mm. Um, and that first guy never knew, never knew. Actually, we can walk away thinking, I failed. And God's saying, don't be afraid. I'm with you, and I don't fail. I don't fail. Um, the other thing to acknowledge, I think, in, is that in this room, there's a whole spectrum of people that God wants to meet you right where you are. Whether it's uh, correcting maybe what you've thought about him that's not quite right, or what, maybe he wants to correct something about you that, that just isn't true, that isn't something that he says about you. Um, or maybe it is taking, starting to take these little steps or bigger steps uh, to, to heed his call, to hear him and to follow that. Mm. Um, but God wants to speak to each and every heart in this room. Yeah, and it might be this personalized word for you. Some of you need that word this morning. You need to hear your name and the phrase, I love you, right afterwards. Some of you need to hear about your assurance in your faith. Like, once you're a Christian, you are so safe, you are so secure. Nothing, not even your own stupidity, can remove you from the love of God. That's the beautiful thing about that word, nothing. Nothing can separate you from him. Or maybe you need to hear a word like great clips. Because I think each and every one of us, you have an opportunity. You have an Amy in your life. I mean, tomorrow, what if Littleton was just full of all these stories where people of West Bowles went out and said, man, I went to Supers instead of Safeway. I went to that Starbucks instead of this Starbucks. I just took a, a walk down my street. I got to know my mailman. I don't know, all these random things. The Lord was just putting on my heart, and we're going to start to breathe life into this community. You with me? It doesn't necessarily happen here right now in this moment. It happens when the people of God hear the voice of God and go carry out the mission of God. Oh, it's so good. Come on. Who, who's next? Who's going to be the next person to say, I got Amy. There was a gal came up to me after the first service. She's like, I, I was told to go to lunch. It was 1030. Uh, we're already running late real fast. Okay, it was 1030. Um, it was too early to go to lunch, but I decided to go to lunch. I, I felt like the Lord was telling me to go to the hot dog stand at Home Depot. <laughs> goes to lunch at the hot dog stand at Home Depot. As she's leaving the parking lot, some woman at the apartment complex next door is walking out with her face totally bloodied, had just been beaten up. She needed some help. If our, if our friend doesn't go out to the hot dog stand at Home Depot, she's not a part of that story, right? She's not a part of that moment. And like if you said, if we would humble ourselves, if we would quiet ourselves, and if we would listen, we each have those promptings every single day. God wants to use you, person, use you, Christian, use you, church, to do incredible good. And it brings life, doesn't it? When you live in that way and you hear that voice, it just brings life. So that's our hope and that's our prayer. All right, let me pray us out. Uh, Kim, don't worry about it. We're just gonna hang out right here. We're not gonna come back up. All right, let me pray. Um, I'm gonna ask you at different points during the prayer, if you just raise your hand, if this kind of describes you, we're all gonna close our heads and bow our heads, though. So this is totally anonymous. But if these different things describe you, just, just raise your hand, just kind of say, Lord, this, this is me and I want it to be different. And so... Uh, and this morning, I'm just asking you to, to make it so. Let's do that together. Father, uh, you are such a good God. And so many of us uh, don't fully believe that to be true. We still think uh, in the back of our minds, Lord, or in the depth of our heart that you are mad or that you are disappointed or that you are distant. But nothing could be further from the truth. You want to be closer to us than any other person in this world. You want to speak to us on a daily basis. You want us to feel you, sense you, know you. You want your relationship, the relationship that we have with you, to define and mark and motivate and empower every, every other relationship and every other thing that we do in this world. And so we want to be a church that goes up with you. We want to be a church that spends time with you. 
We want to be a church that hears your voice and carries out the things that we hear. We want to be a church that believes in you, God. It's not about a moral code. It's not about like, looking good. It's not about putting on your Sunday best. It's, it's about knowing you and being known by you. And when that happens, nothing, nothing's ever the same again. And so, God, there are those in this room, and uh, we raise our hand now if this describes us. We, we just don't believe that you truly love us. We just don't think that the good news applies to us. We just assume that our past is too bad or that the things that were done to us are just too, too horrible, God, and that we've just messed up so many times. We grew up in the church and we've fallen away again and again and again, or we just can't figure it out, God. We just, for one reason or another, we just, we just don't think that you love us. And so those with their hands raised now, God, we just say to them, nothing could be further from the truth. They are loved they are known, they are embraced, they are beautiful, they are purposed, they are planned. And we want that, those truths in the scripture to be personalized to them this morning. Help it to transcend their head, Lord, and go deep into their heart and to change who they are. There are those in this room, God, who don't really believe in the security of their salvation, that when they profess their faith in you, they think it's kind of a fresh start, but they're, they're going to mess it up again, Lord, or it's kind of a second chance. They, they think that... Um, if they don't pray enough, God, or if they're not good enough, that, that you're going to kind of take away your blessing in their life or, or whatever, God. We just, if that describes us, we raise our hand now and, and we say, we don't want to be like this anymore. We want to live in safety. We want to know that our relationship in you is so secure that there's nothing that can happen to us, nothing that we can do that would ever take us away from you or your love or the promise of heaven. And so we just want to live in, in, in courage, God. We want to live in freedom, knowing that we're safe, we're secure. Our Father's got this. Um, and then there are those of us in this room, God, who, who want to hear a word from you. They want to hear great clips or something like it, God. And we raise our hand now. Those of us in this room who want to hear a message from you, who want to be sent out on mission, Lord, would you speak to those with their hands raised now? Would you, would you whisper a word to them? Would you send them on this incredible, crazy journey, even beginning this afternoon, where they bring life to the people around them? With our hands raised now, we say, yes, Lord, here I am. Send me, speak to me, and send me out to go bless and help somebody else. And for those of us, Lord, who kept our hands down, whoever that might be, God, we just pray that, that you would shake us up and you'd wake us up and you'd help us to take a step closer, a step closer to you, a step uh, further out of the boat, whatever it might be. We just, yeah, we just want to be more and more like you. We want to be more and more in tune with you. We want to be more and more filled with you. And so show us what that means, what that looks like. We love you. Thank you for Eric. Thank you for Amy. Thank you for that story. We just pray that each of us will have our own experience like that and, and many more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's thank Eric this morning for uh, helping us out. Thank you, church. Have an amazing Sunday. Uh, be strong and courageous. Don't forget your dollar in the bin on the way out. Go on Facebook or online. Check us out. All the information, details. Have a great week, guys.